I drive zero RB in Dynasty. Pass up a young receiver? Nah, I couldn't be me. My fifth wide receiver and it's only round seven Not sure if I'm dead, cause I think this is heaven Now forget what he said and listen to me What you really wanna do is stack those RBs You can be Linda, just let me be frank Those RBs on your roster is money in the bank One says it's awful, the other says it's great It's time to buckle in for a dynasty debate Welcome in, welcome in, welcome in, episode 59 of the Dynasty Debates, the best kept secret in all of Dynasty Fantasy Football. I am your humble host as always, Evan Brown, the humblest host in the biz. You can catch me on Twitter at FFEvanLution, you can follow the show at Dynasty Debates, or you can drop an email, DynastyDebates at gmail.com. There are many ways to get in touch if you have any feedback or any questions about the show or the profiles we've been covering. Guys, we made it. It is the week before the draft. I am so excited. It is Christmas season here in Dynasty Land, and we have one last position group to cover, and it is, of course, the quarterbacks. A very tricky position to cover, I'm not going to lie, but I have a very special guest here this week to help me cover it. We're only going to cover the top six, well, what we deem to be the top six because... Well, we don't we don't have time to go into much more than that. And also, we just want to talk talk about the guys that we think are most likely going to have impact and value on your fantasy rosters. So to help me do that is none other than Shevin Nooney at ShevBoyRD on Twitter, co-host of the Dynasty Rewind. Absolutely amazing dude. Somebody you should follow just for his goodness to humanity, let alone his takes, which are spicy and delightful. So, guys... Hopefully you enjoy this. We are going to launch into our breakdowns here. Three breakdowns this week. Two prospects each breakdown. Here we go. Something is wrong with you. I got a fever. Adam himself could not resist the temptation of rookie fever. Well, friends, that is right. You heard correctly. I am finally, finally visited by the one and only Shevin Nooney at Chev Boy RD on Twitter, co-host of the Dynasty Rewind and fantasy football uh, savant from originally from Oklahoma. Are you not? Am that right is correct. Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, where the wind comes right before the rain or something like that. How are you, buddy? How the heck are you? I am doing great, man. I'm so happy to finally be on the podcast. You know, it's been a long time coming. I feel like we've talked about this a long time, and I'm just finally happy that everything seemed to work out. I'm super pumped, man. Yeah, no, thank you so much for coming on. It really is a little a little peek behind the curtain. Um, Chev is actually like, one of my fr- oldest friends in the sort of like fantasy football space. Like I really got starting to chat to him a couple years ago now um so it's really funny because he's kind of been behind the scenes we've talked about this whole journey i've talked i bounced off him the fact that i wanted to do a podcast i wasn't sure and what should i do and you know just talking about it back and forth and i actually got to know him before i even knew mike um or nate from the dynasty rewind so it's really funny that they've both been on the show before you have just because the (laughs) schedules didn't work out and things happen but um no man it's it's really really good to have you on absolutely love you and your content and just use a person most importantly you're a good friend and i really appreciate you and i'm excited because you're here to talk quarterbacks and that is definitely 
just but without a doubt, I would say it's the hardest position in fantasy football or just in football in general to scout, um, to break down. So much goes into it. There's so much more, you know, A, they're on every single play. Mm-hmm. <laughs> B, there's yeah. like so many different elements that you're looking at, looking for, trying to understand. And then there's also just the mental side of it that you really almost, it's so tricky to understand from like just watching the film and things, you know, there's so much goes into it, the leadership, the maturity of the player, what type of scheme they played in. So just wanted to throw that out there that I certainly, um, you know, am aware that I'm not like the greatest, you know, quarterback scouter of all time. It is something I still enjoy. We'll still give you our opinions and where we stand with these prospects. But um, that's just from probably more of a fantasy football perspective and what we're hoping for or expecting with these guys. But it's certainly going to be a tricky, tricky ride. I'm excited that you're here for it. And guys, we have made it. This is our last position group to talk about we've talked wide receivers we've talked running backs we've talked more running backs we've talked tight ends and now we're going to hit those quarterbacks and then it'll be it'll be d-day it'll be the draft day it'll be christmas for us dynasty heads and i cannot wait i am so excited so before we talk too long i'm going to jump in here because we got some quarterbacks to talk about and i'm going to let chev go first we are going to be breaking down kenny pickett So Kenny Pickett, I'm just going to go through a little bit of a background here as I have with most of these prospects, give you some facts, some figures, some numbers, if you aren't too sure, and then we'll get Chev's takes, some hot takes on Kenny Pickett, and then we'll see where we stand. So Kenny Pickett was the quarterback for the Pittsburgh Panthers, which I find very ironic. He could very well end up being a Panther in the NFL and he came mm-hmm. from the Panthers in college. He's a red he was a redshirt senior, 23 years old. He was a three-star recruit coming out of high school. He comes in at six foot three, 217 pounds, and he has little tiny baby hands, eight and a half inch hands, which is a big deal to some people. Um so for, for his combine metrics, so he ran a 4.7340. So nothing too exciting, nothing to write home about, but it's not like an embarrassment or anything like that. Um, 33 and a half inch vert, 10 foot1 inch broad, and a 429 20 yard shuttle. So he's a solid enough athlete, but again, nothing to like sort of freak out about. He's not a, you know, he's not going to um, win any sort of Olympic hundred yard dashes or anything like that. A um, couple of interesting things about him. He was actually rated the nation's number 10 pro style quarterback as a prospect. So he was pretty highly touted, pretty highly respected coming out of high school there. He had a 21.3 breakout age, which is pretty low. It's only 35th percentile. So that's not too great. Um, so sort of his college career in a nutshell, he played in four games and started one as a true freshman 2017. He went on to start the next four seasons. Obviously it was elongated with the 2020 COVID season, given an extra year of eligibility. 2021 was certainly his breakout campaign, like from a statistical standpoint and just from a gameplay standpoint, um, 2021, the Panthers finished 11 and two and they won the program's first ACC championship. So that's very prestigious for him and his career. Um, It was actually Pitt's most successful season since the Dan Marino led 1981 team that was 11 and one. So that's again, just shows you kind of how well thought of he would be in Pittsburgh, how well he actually did. Um, He finished his career there as Pitt's all time leader in passing yards with 12,303 pass completions, total offense, touchdown responsibility, passing touchdowns. He has the most 300 yard passing games and 400 yard passing games in Pitt history. So as you can tell, he, he played really well 
well. Um, certainly for their school, um, he he's going to leave as a record holder, as somebody that he's going to be looked up to and wanting to be emulated. He did have a, a little bit of a longer career than some of these other quarterbacks, though. So in 52 games, which is a lot, he finished with a 136.3 passer rating. He was 1,045 for 1,674, so basically 62% completion percentage for his career. Threw for over 12,000 yards, 7.3 yards per attempt, 81 touchdowns, and 32 interceptions. As far as his rushing, he had 416 rushing attempts for 809 yards, only 1.9 yards per attempt, but he did have 20 touchdowns. He was used in the red zone. He was used at the goal line. He's a big dude, knows how to get into the end zone. A little tidbit here, again, just kind of ties in with maybe possibly the small hand size and things. He did actually fumble 38 times in his college career, which is a lot and is certainly something he'll want to look into um, <laughs> getting better at and, and his next stage of his career but there you go apologies for the long-winded backstory but obviously he's got a lot to talk about i'm gonna let chev wax lyrical here about kenny pickett and what he likes about this dude yeah and that was one of the notes i had on kenny pickett 38 fumbles but he seemed to keep the interceptions really low so that's something that's very encouraging just working on that under center or just hanging on to the football you can definitely fix that um, you know, the small hands, maybe it plays into it, but that's why you wear two gloves. The gloves they wear these days are so stinking sticky. Uh, I'm guessing that's got to be a reason why he's maybe wearing two gloves just to make up for that hand size. But, you know, Kenny Pickett for me is a guy that I think is most NFL ready out of this class. Now, fantasy wise, I probably have Malik Willis ahead of him. But I think if Kenny Pickett went out today, he would be the guy that is most prepared and probably ready for the next transition into the NFL. Uh, I just think he's so comfortable on the run when he's throwing the football as well. You just see him make the passes that need to be made while he's moving. Now, his rushing, he doesn't use the rushing as one of his best skill sets. He uses it when he needs to get a first down or maybe the pocket collapses and he needs to rush. He's kind of like a Mahomes or a Trevor Lawrence. Like They're not rushing because they want to rush. They're rushing because they want to progress the ball and, and make plays further down the field when after that down they don't want to take the big gain or take a big hit he takes no big hits it seems like he seems like a guy that knows to get down and that's what i really like about him as well he's smart he knows where to put the football when you see him throw the football he's leading his receivers a lot of the time and that gives him a lot of yak opportunities which is definitely important in the nfl where yak is a huge thing for all these wide receivers these days and i think that definitely helps his game he finds a way to get the the ball to the receivers in stride rather than throwing behind. Now there is times where maybe he is, he's rushing around with the ball. He, he takes a, I'm trying to think of the word. Sorry about that. He fakes the handoff and he rolls out and he throws the ball across his body. That kind of scares me a little bit because I saw it multiple times. And I mean, in the NFL, we're, we're seeing athletes these days at linebacker, athletes at cornerback and safety. Like that is not going to fly in the NFL if he continues to do that. But I think he's smart enough to realize like, hey, this is a different game. I can't be throwing across my body every time I roll out. Uh, but I really do like Kenny Pickett. He's, in my opinion, the most ready quarterback. He seems comfortable throwing on the run. And I have one question about him. I don't know if you saw this in film, but when he drops back, he drops back to the right rather than dropping straight back. So I don't know if that's going to be a hindrance in the NFL. I mean, if I'm a defensive coach and I see that, I know where I'm blitzing from. I'm going to blitz from his left side and make him adjust, make him go the opposite way and get him off that rhythm that he has where he just drops back to the right. I'm not sure if he, he does it on purpose or if it's just something that, 
Pittsburgh like to do to protect him a little bit better. Maybe it's just the scheme of the blocking. I'm not sure. But that's one thing that I picked up uh, during watching film. Now, I wouldn't say he's like the super most mobile quarterback, but he has legs. Like you said, he's rushing stats. He does well enough. So Kenny Pickett is a guy that I really do like. Is he going to be a guy that is incredible in fantasy? I'm not exactly sold on it yet. I think all these guys in this draft have a little bit to work on. But I think Kenny Pickett is the most ready going into the NFL. Yeah, I think that makes us. I think that that's totally fair. I would say, you know, to your point, I think that he's really he seems to be very accurate in the short to intermediate game, you know, mm-hmm. which is really nice. And it is a fairly pro style offense that they were running as well. So hopefully it would be an easier transition for him than possibly some of these other dudes. I feel like for me, he's probably got like one of the safest floors but he has a fairly limited ceiling in the sense of like, I don't see him personally being like a top five or top 10 quarterback in the NFL. Mm -hmm. I think his best range of outcomes would just be like a solid starter, you know, like a dude, you know, just like a, not even quite maybe as good as Derek Carr, but sort of in that range where he's like, he's good. He can, he can take care of the ball. He'll get you where you need to go, but he's not going to be majorly pushing the ball downfield and being overly aggressive. And he's certainly not going to be one of those, you know, quote unquote Konami code quarterbacks that we love or that we want for fantasy. One of the things that, I didn't like about him was sort of it felt like he well he's really good at getting the ball ball out quickly boom 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 he plays in rhythm really nicely but I feel like as soon as something as soon as something is like awkward for him or like doesn't work out for him he kind of panics yeah it's like if something isn't there it's almost like he's got this weird internal clock that's like one two uh you know that's <laughs> like one two get the ball out and then it's like if he right before he gets the ball out if it's like the guy's not open or something wrong he's kind of like uh what do i do <laughs> he starts like, out like crazy yeah, yeah he's I not very that. good at like you know he's not very good at like um just kind of making stuff up on the fly and kind of like creating out of nothing and you mm-hmm. know he's certainly i think you know when you look back at maybe his little bit older film like so from 2019 or 2020 um i think maybe the offensive line was even worse than it was last year and so i think he got used to like having to get the ball out super quick or he was going to get sacked so i think he almost like is worried about like these phantom you know he's seeing ghosts like thinking like oh no gotta get the ball out and then he starts running around and being crazy so that kind of worries me a little bit which again that kind of worries me if he goes to the panthers because they have a really bad offensive line So I'm like, if he's already a little bit skittish and a little bit worried about pressure, and then he goes to somewhere like that with a really bad offensive line, I'm kind of worried about what that could mean. Um, But yeah, I mean, I do like him. There's a lot of stuff to like about him. I can understand completely why like an NFL team would talk themselves into him as like the first quarterback. Again, I do think he's safe, safe safest, probably one of the safer floors, but one of the fairly limited ceilings. You know what I mean? Um, Where are you at with him as far as your rookie draft grade? So like, say it's a super flex league. Obviously, we don't know landing spot, but we'll assume that he's a first round. I think most people assume he's a first round pick. If he's a first round pick and he goes somewhere like Panthers, like Atlanta, somewhere that you think he's either going to start this year or at least challenge to start this year, where would you be comfortable taking him in your super flex rookie draft? Yeah, so for me and my rookie Superflex drafts, man. I'm probably going later first. I have a lot of these wide receivers that I really like, and I think there's a couple good running backs. Uh, Malik Willis is probably one of the only quarterbacks I would take early on in a Superflex draft, but I think there's a lot of safer floors at the wide receiver position than QBs. So we're probably looking 107 and beyond for me for Kenny Pickett and Superflex now. I mean, everything can change. There's a lot of draft talk right now where Kenny Pickett could be a higher pick. It could be Malik Willis. 
Now that that maybe could change some things depending where he goes, but I just feel safer taking some of these wide receivers. So probably 107 and beyond for Kenny Pickett, and he'd probably be my second quarterback off the board uh, in fantasy for me. I don't like you said with Kenny Pickett. Like I don't see him being a guy on your team that's going to win you a fantasy championship or even in the NFL. Like I don't see him winning a Super Bowl. He's going to have to be carried. I feel like by a couple other pieces around him rather than him being the dude like a Joe Burrow or anything like that. He's just not that guy. Yeah, no, exactly. I think that's the, that's the thing, isn't it? So I I love that you said that because I think a lot of people that maybe don't play as much super flex or they're newer to super flex, they have this idea that like, you know, you have to take the quarterbacks at 101, 102, 103, you know what I mean? And it's like, no, not necessarily. Like if you think that that quarterback has a really good shot at being somebody that is going to be legit in the NFL and be a starter and especially be a fantasy contributor, then yeah, absolutely. Because in Superflex, it's awesome to have two quarterbacks that you can start every week. And it's great to have quarterback depth because you can trade them for like really good assets. But I love that. I love what you said because I don't think this is the kind of class where I'm going to be, you know, like 101, 102, 103, all quarterbacks. Like it was a couple of years ago when it was like even that Joe Burrow to, uh, you know, it was like, there was two or three quarterbacks you were taking in the first three or four picks of a super flex rookie draft because we were really excited about them as prospects. Okay. So I agree. I agree hundred percent. Um, so I do apologize if I sound really weird, I'm dying with like a horrible evil man flu. So like, I don't know if you guys have that over, over state side, but you know, man flu is very deadly. It's very, um, you know, I, we suffer like, true heroes with this um other men will know what i'm talking about i don't know how we survive how we manage to uh keep on but yeah i've got the sniffles in other words so uh apologies if i sound all bunked up i am um but yeah there you go kenny pickett that is kenny pickett covered we are going to move on here and i am covering off well i'll I'll get chef's take on it as well obviously because he is the expert in the room but i'm going to be covering off desmond ritter now Desmond Ritter, if you don't know, um, he was a Cincinnati Bearcat, which is pretty fun to say. He was a senior, 22 years old, and he was a three-star recruit as well. Now, his measurables, he's six foot three, 211 pounds, and he has 10-inch hands. So he's got those big boy hands, much bigger than Kenny Pickett um, <laughs> if we're measuring hand size. Uh, he did really, really well at the combine, like even better than I think a lot of people thought he would. In fact, he was the fastest quarterback at the combine. He had the best vert, the best broad jump. So he came across as the most athletic quarterback in the class. Uh, four, five, two, 40, 36 inch vert, 10 foot seven broad and a 7.153 code. Uh, so he was, you know, he's, he's measuring as good as a lot of these like wide receivers and stuff like mm-hmm. that that we're interested in. So he's very athletic, which is great great that ticks a box um so basically his court so his breakout age again just a background in case you haven't listened to previous episodes quarterback breakout ages they're similar Mm -hmm. to running back and wide receiver breakout ages talks about how how they led their team and when they had a major impact on the team but obviously because the quarterback is throwing the ball etc their breakout age is determined when they first posted a qbr of 50 or higher in a college season so 
His breakout age is exactly 20 years old, which is 67th percentile. So that's pretty solid. It's not amazing, but it's certainly not terrible. And when you consider the fact that he actually redshirted his first year, so it's 2017, it could have actually impacted his his breakout year potentially. Uh, so as soon as he did get a chance to play, he hit the ground running. In 2018, he was the AAC Rookie of the Year. Um in 20 so he just he, he started all those all 2018 19 20 and 21 and 2021 finished 13 and 1 um, ranked fourth in the nation so that was really good for the bearcats because they're not traditionally one of those big powerful schools that you see every year in the top five or top 10 rankings uh he did collect the coast i believe it's cosida academic all-america first team honors which i've mentioned that several times when talking about tight ends, wide receivers, and things like that. I think it's just a piece of the puzzle, but I do think it matters. I think that NFL teams want to know um, you have good character that you take your, you know, take yourself seriously. You take your role, your responsibility seriously, especially as a quarterback, especially as somebody that they could potentially be handing the keys to the kingdom, making the face of the franchise. He had all, academic all first team. Um, he wrapped up his college career with the third most wins by a quarterback in college football history. 44, which is pretty amazing. And he's since his career passing touchdown leader, quarterback rushing touchdown leader, most total yards in University of Cincinnati history. Um, he's he is more he's responsible for more touchdowns than anyone else in AAC history at 113. Um, so he has a lot. I mean, he's a lot more um accomplished of a quarterback than I think a lot of people give him credit for. I don't think a lot of people give him uh his due. So in four years, he played 50 games, he had a 145.8 passer rating, he was 810 completions for 1,304 attempts, so 62.1% completion. He threw for over 10,000 yards, 7.9 yards per attempt, 87 touchdowns, and 28 interceptions. Um, and he actually, so, and here's another really interesting thing about him. So he had 501 rush attempts for 2,180 yards, 4.4 yards per attempt, and 28 rushing touchdowns. So you want to talk about konami code he certainly ticks that box as well not as exciting or dynamic a rusher as someone like a lamar jackson or kyler murray but he is he's he's athletic as we can see from the testing and he knows how to run and what i like about him so i'm kind of taking lead on this so i'm just going to kind of launch into my expose on desmond ritter here and then i'll let chev come in and and kind of correct me if i've gotten too uh too excited here but i really like desmond ritter i'll be honest with you like coming into this blind i sort of like was scouting jerome ford and a couple of the other guys and i kept sort of noticing a couple of little plays i wasn't really focusing on the quarterback position but i remember i actually tweeted something way back early in the scouting process i was like oh i like this desmond ritter guy and there was a couple of people who were like really like <laughs> question mark <laughs> like are you sure like i'm not hearing a lot of good things about i was like yeah i mean i haven't studied him yet but i i think i like him and honestly once i've actually dug into his tape i really like him i i'll be honest with you i haven't finalized my complete rankings yet but um he's certainly up there like I, I could imagine myself putting him as qb1 in this class um and, and i'll tell you why because i feel like you get a lot of the safety that you would get with a kenny pickett with desmond ritter but i also think you get that rushing upside he's a winner i didn't write it down but he has a crazy like he never lost at home or something ridiculous like that i think he had like 34 i think he was like 34 and 0 at home or something ridiculous like he's a winner he's a leader he actually like from what i've heard from all the like interviews and stuff like that he just blows it out of the water as far as like his interviews with coaches and with like um you know people gms and stuff like that he, he carries himself really well takes himself really seriously works really hard his team 
always loved him. Um, things about him that he actually that I like about him as an actual player is he does he can get the ball out quickly when needed, so he knows how to play in rhythm. But he also is kind of looking. He's he's trying to look through his progressions, read through his progressions. He came from a more a more pro style offense than than maybe like a Matt Corral or somebody who was just very 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 RPO heavy constantly. So he had a more sophisticated offense that he was working with. He did actually you could actually see him at times working out like pre snap things, calling out things to the offensive line, things that you don't see a lot of times with college quarterbacks. Um, a lot of maturity there and a lot of stuff that he's gonna have an easy transition than i think a lot of people he has um he can throw off platform which i really love to see so when he is scrambling the thing about like for example somebody will talk about later like a sam howell is once he makes up his mind that he's scrambling like that's it he's running back he's full running back mode whereas desmond ritter can scramble he can make up yards with his legs but when he starts running around he's usually got his eyes up and he's looking he's still looking down the field and he can make those off platform throws which is great to see he He's not afraid to throw into tight windows, which I like because some people moan about his accuracy and they say they're not, they're not convinced about his accuracy, but honestly, I, I actually think he is pretty accurate. I think there's a couple of times a game. It's weird. If you watch him, I feel like he gets more accurate as the game goes on. I feel like maybe he gets just like too excited or something, or he's too like amped up or something at the start of the games. And there'll be a couple balls that just sail on him. And you're like, that's weird. What was that all about? But as you go on and on and on, as you're watching him, like he does some beautiful, like just drop it in the bucket, like just right in stride, right where you need it to be. He hooked up with Pierce a lot down the field. Um, you know, he, he definitely, he definitely has that ability to hit a nice deep to you know deep ball, which again I think he has better arm strength than a lot of people give him credit for. Because I I don't hear anybody talk about his arm strength. I hear everybody talk about Sam Howell throwing a really nice deep ball and talk about Carson Strong having a good arm, but we don't really hear a lot about Desmond Ritter. But I think he has um, he has a really good arm. I think one of the things that I and I as a critique I would like to see is I think sometimes he doesn't have a lot of zip on his short and intermediate passes. They're quite mm -hmm. like. Not labored, but he's just kind of like short arm. I, yeah, I think right. he's aware that he needs to like pull it in, rein it back a little bit, but he's almost too like slow with his delivery or it kind of floats in a little bit rather than zips it in. I'd like yeah. to see him, you know, because you see sometimes like Josh Allen when he got to the league, he had to learn to really rein it back because he would be like, boom, like he would be like <laughs> knocking people over with a like 10 yard pass. Whereas I think Ritter has the opposite problem. I think he can throw harder than he does, but I think he's aware that it's like a softer throw. So I think that's just something that he's working through, like possibly a mechanics thing. Um, um, so again, I really like that he, he can run, he knows when to run, but he's not looking to run first. I think that's the problem with some of these mobile quarterbacks is like, they look up if the first read's not open, they're just like head down, start running. And that's mm -hmm. good for fantasy. But as far as like actually being a quarterback in the NFL, contributing to the success of the team, I don't know how much that will work. Whereas he's always looking to pass first, but he's willing to run and he is good at it. Um, he really excels at post routes and dig routes. Like he has some beautiful down the sideline kind of just throws like on either side. So it's not just the left side, not just the right side, but those are some of my favorite throws of his just really solid deep down. Um, but I mean, even across the middle, he'll just really, he'd be able to hit like, and uh, he really hooked up with Alec Pierce a lot. Obviously mm -hmm. that was his dude, but I mean, he just really has a comfortable, uh, comfortable in stride sort of throw. Um, but yeah, I don't want to go on for too long. I think he, and one thing I really liked about him as well, it sounds silly, is like he really just found ways to score in the red zone. And that sounds silly, but it's really important. Like one guy that I really like and we'll talk about later, 
Matt Corral sometimes really struggled in the red zone. Like he would get the ball down the field and then they get to the red zone and it would be like, they'd have to settle for a field goal at times or things like that. Whereas it just, it feels like Ritter always finds ways, whether it be with his legs or whether it just be, you know, like I said, zipping a ball into a tight window. He's not afraid to do that. So I, I really like Ritter a lot. Um, what are your thoughts on Ritter? Where are you at with him or where, what's your take on him? Yeah. Ritter going into the combine. I think we all knew he was going to check off all the boxes athletically we knew he was going to be pretty quick we knew he was going to be very versatile and rushing and running and doing everything he needed to do in that aspect for me it's just a consistency I feel like sometimes we see him where one play is like wow this dude is insane and then there's some other plays where like what the heck where did this come from like you said maybe he's just getting too excited sometimes he just lets it fly but i think the big thing for him is just becoming consistent i know he's been working a lot on sometimes he steps too far out uh, when he's throwing some balls and that kind of gets him out of rhythm and it just makes him throw it a little higher than he would like so i know he's been working on that i mean like you said he's a winner this guy is not somebody that likes to lose he wants to win and he seems like a guy that's going to do everything he can to help his team win and help himself become a better talent. You can see from just the end of the season to the combine, like he's doing the right things that he needs to do to get drafted higher than maybe people project him. And I really hope he does get the draft capital. That's my one worry that maybe he slips a little bit and he gets behind a guy and he kind of gets forgot about. He becomes a, a just a backup quarterback in the NFL, and and that's that's the scary part. We don't want that. We want these guys to succeed and be in good situations, and that's my real worry for him is does he get the opportunity? Can he be consistent? We see the talent. I mean, there's plays where my jaw just on the floor. Like you said, those passes out to the right side where Alec Pierce is there, and he just drops it in the bucket. I see the athleticism. I see the potential. I just want to see it more consistently. It's like one plays good, one plays bad, two play good, two play bad. I just want to see him put it all together because we see the talent. I just really hope he gets the opportunity to show that off. And rushing the football, man, he he's incredible. Is he the most elusive quarterback? Like you said, he's not Lamar Jackson. He's going to run. He's going to get you what he can. And like you said, in the red zone, he makes it happen. So I I, I like Ritter. I just worry that the opportunity – he might not get that chance, and I really hope he does because we see it. He's athletic, and he he can get the ball down the field. Yeah, absolutely. No, I think you're right. I think it'll be really interesting and key where he lands, but I think that's that's one thing that people don't talk about enough. I think that very few quarterbacks are landing spot proof, for lack mm-hmm. of a better term. I think everybody was on the same page that Trevor Lawrence is this generational talent, and he's this amazing quarterback, and look where he landed. He landed in this with an awful head coach who is <laughs> clueless in over his head and just had a completely dysfunctional. And then like, and now everybody's like basically trying to write him off. It feels like most people are like, Oh, he's a bust, you know, get rid of him. He's a bum. Now I'm not certainly on that wagon, but mm-hmm. I understand where people come from. It's like, man, he had a really bad year. Like he had a really bad rookie year. Like you, you can't get around that. And so I do think landing spot matters for quarterbacks, the support that they get, the coaching staff that they're around. So absolutely. Hopefully he gets that chance. Cause I think he's somebody that you see get better every year. He got better every year he worked hard to get better he's Mm -hmm. not one of these guys who's just blessed to be like this freak athlete who doesn't have to try hard i mean he's really worked at his craft and gotten better gotten sharper every year so 100 hopefully he gets that i mean all things being equal as far as rookie draft grades go for a super flex if he does get that first round draft capital 
if he does, you know, go to like a Pittsburgh or something like that, I would probably I'd be willing because I like him and I see a lot of potential in him. I'm happy to use like a late first on him. Mm-hmm. Um where are you at with him for your rookie draft grade? Yeah, I mean, if he gets drafted in the first, um, he's definitely moving up the ranks. I mean, I've seen him go, like, I think we did a mock draft last week where he was, like, a third-round pick. And if I can get him in the third, like, I'm super thrilled and super flexed. <laughs> yeah. Like, come on, come with me, baby. But, I mean, that's just nobody knowing where the QBs are going to go. Everybody that I've been mocking with, they just push the quarterbacks back a little farther. And we know in Superflex, sometimes they can get pushed up pretty quickly after the draft. Uh, but if Ritter gets that first-round draft capital, he's definitely somebody that I would take a risk on later in the first. And he can be in that echelon where, you know, maybe you give up the 105, 106 to go get him because you see the talent. The rushing upside is there. And if he can get the capital, that's the thing I'm most worried about. Then I'm super thrilled to hopefully go snag him in a couple drafts. Love it. Love it. There you go, folks. First two in the bag. And I mean, we did a great job, if I do say so myself. (laughs) So definitely stick with us. There's going to be some more quarterback rookie fever coming up next. I draft zero RB in Dynasty. Pass up a young receiver. Nah, I couldn't be me. My fifth wide receiver ran, it's only round seven. Not sure if I'm dead, cause I think this is heaven. Now forget what he said, and listen to me. What you really want to do is stack those RBs. You can be Linda, just let me be frank. Those RBs on your roster is money in the bank. One says it's awful, the other says it's great. It's time to buckle in for a dynasty debate. 